0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, eight PM Eastern, talkradio.nyc and coming at you live from Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. As always, join with the unconditional expert in everything and the all knowing Hassan Godwin, I also known
1: I can't stand you, as
0: the Lord of the Experts. <laughs>
1: Lord the there right. <laughs> right. If you
0: caught us on our green room feed Which patrons only can get to uh, You would know there was a context for that inside joke
1: <laughs>
0: Hassan how are you feeling tonight?
1: <laughs> I was great up until that, <laughs> that introduction so Thank you We
0: are this is, this is
1: episode 90
0: This is episode 90 Wow I know And that's you joined a... when? Episode 50? I don't know I, I I joined... think you're...
1: Were you Paul Jenkins? I think I joined episode uh, 85
0: No that's not true
1: 85 okay that's not true episode 80
0: you are not an expert on uh, on on,
1: on, chronology uh, chronology on (laughs) on temporal mechanics no yeah no um uh it was in january that's so, all I
0: can remember. Yeah, I know. So they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty-two weeks in a year. January would have been. Yeah, I think you were about episode forty-eight, forty-nine. Oh yeah, maybe forty-eight. Maybe we'll something have like to. that.
1: So we'll you, have one of our fans go back in time have, and tell us. What's well, amazing that you said that.
0: <laughs> we are coming off New York Comic Con, which, <laughs> by the way, I got to tell high you right of, now of
1: New York Comic
0: Con. I got to tell you, there was a day back when I was like twenty-seven years old, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my usual bender for the weekend, you know, go out f- Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. and Sunday rolls around, and it wasn't even Sunday. I think it was like Saturday, right? And I remember thinking to myself, like, boy, I really didn't didn't hit it that hard. I didn't really go out very hard. You didn't hit it that hard. Yeah, yeah the night. The oh, night, okay. The All night. Right. I got you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you were talking. I, um, I don't know what you. Gotta be very that. sensitive here. <laughs> do not do a line of cocaine <laughs> on the air. And, no, and send it to a woman No Don't do don't, that
1: Just don't do it Just don't, just fact, don't press that, send In fact That third segment That you were planning <laughs> To do a line <laughs> of coke In front of everybody I would advise Shoot. against
0: it Well now you just gave it away So I can't do it
1: That's why um, That's why I gave it away cause, So you wouldn't do it
0: So I was 27 And
1: I thought to Cause, myself cause "Like, I will send that video To the police like,
0: <laughs> I'm like boy You know I've done my usual My usual thing here And I'm not really that Like why am I feeling So hungover and it took me a couple of days to recover, and then as I got a little bit older, mm-hmm. it just kept taking longer and longer and longer to recover. And now, it's a, it's just extended to just Comic Cons, like period. Like oh, I went you were out
1: sitting through most of that.
0: I, I know I went out to dinner. I was in bed by uh, I would I, as I'm kind of ashamed to admit it. Mm-hmm. Nine thirty was the average time I was in bed. And it still took me until today. That's like
1: girly hours. I,
0: I don't. Man, don't I, That's look, terrible. I am with you. I am with you. That is, that you. is
1: not good. That, that beats my average, actually. Yeah, no. It was, it's
0: not good. It's not good. And I was
1: standing, and I was only there Friday. Yes. And I was standing around every night. And then um, so a it friend, is of essentially. Our friend of the show, Gabe, came by. Oh,
0: yeah, who will I, be on our show yeah. in December.
1: And I went chasing him yeah. around to find him. Yeah, and then I found him, and then so now he wanted to see things because he had just got there. Sure. So I was like, I just found Gabe. I'm gonna stick with Gabe, and yeah. I'm telling you, uh ten years ago, that would have been nothing. Oh yeah, Friday. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you gonna you gonna stop anywhere? You maybe we should maybe we should sit here. Yeah. We should sit here. Maybe we, yeah. we should eat. You, you hungry, Gabe? Yeah. You want to go eat? No, no. And he was, you know, and it was it was it was terrible. And then I got to where I was going. I went away for the weekend. I got to where I was going. Yeah. And I was a mess. I was a wreck. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even do
0: anything. I know. Really. I know? know. I know. It's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. Um, but we will adapt. That's because we're old. We will persevere. And we will oh, give well, you so. our near Comic Con breakdown. Now, a couple of things before we start. Um, we, got, we got a lot of show to talk about, too. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Blade on. Runner just came out. Yes. Yes. Which apparently no one cares because it didn't it won the box office but it won it basically it was like one of those weekends where no one went to go see movies and so it won the box office kind of thing Um, but it also dealt with a an
1: elephant people will care though what's that people will care I don't think they will people will care I don't think they will at all No, no 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 You have to understand, people didn't care about the rig- original Blade Runner. And yet, 30 years later, <sighs> there's a sequel. Yeah. So c- people are going to care about So Blade is Ryan
0: Gosling going to be in the 30 years later Blade Runner 3? Yeah. Blade Runner 2079? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And it'll somehow have to bridge the gap of people who saw Ryan Gosling in this Blade Runner with the people who... It
1: doesn't really have to. ...with the actor... It doesn't have to. ...you
0: know... To. That guy from the Huggies commercial? It
1: won't, it won't happen <laughs> that guy from the... <laughs> Who will eventually wow.
0: become the Ryan Gosling in 30 years.
1: See what I did there? Yeah. Did I'm there. so
0: smart. Yeah, not um, really. not bad, not bad. But yeah, we're going to start with the biggest stories from New York Comic Con. We're going to start with Steve, first of all. You... Yeah. Steve okay. is our favorite person now. Yes. Well... Steve came up to a Sam... Steve... So, Sam Lee. not really my favorite person. <laughs> our producer. Extraordinaire. Um... Had asked us tonight He's like Did anyone from the show Who watches the show Or listens to the show Actually come up to you At New York Comic Con We had a booth All weekend long We were selling The awesome comic That Hassan did the cover for I turned it into a print Which I totally forgot To bring it tonight Even though mm-hmm. you do, You forgot to take it with you So I don't feel that bad I
1: didn't forget I told you I couldn't Because I would <laughs> whatever, destroy it
0: Whatever Whatever Point is you don't have it And I forgot to bring it I'll bring it next week But anyway
1: That's more the point I will, to bring it. <laughs>
0: I will show this uh, off Next week It's pretty amazing um, And we had this guy come up And he was looking At our comics and he's like, "Hey!" And my intro is always, "Have you heard of the Sire before?" Because it's been around for ten years, so people have either some people have heard of it, and they kind of like lost touch with it, and they go to the conventions and they kind of I find it been again. On this show for ten years. Have no, no, not the show, but the comic. Oh, um, uh, and this guy's like, "Yeah, I've heard of your, I've heard of the Sire. I listen to you guys every week, and I remember like, wow, look at you go, Steve. His name is Steve.
1: First of all, actually, my reaction was, no, you don't.'"
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, right? I know. Get You're out very, of here Stop you, trolling us
0: You were very doubtful <laughs> On all that I do agree with that I, then, I, I,
1: was, I was cordial to him But I was like Come on And then every You asked him A bunch of questions well, that, because at Qualifiers this point, though, You asked him For qualifiers
0: No it wasn't qualifiers I saw this I'm as. His handle was No <laughs> 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 That would have been His handle was not
1: oh, but
0: I. Wouldn't it be amazing that If it was It
1: would have been fantastic So
0: we, we, we converted no, A troll that into doesn't,
1: That doesn't Trump uh uh, uh well, no. steve that I doesn't looked, make it better I than steve steve saw was steve awesome.
0: as an opportunity for yes. market research because St- i and then awesome. i started asking him questions i was like we don't actually do market research because we're very ill prepared for this show uh like in general we're just very ill prepared for this uh we're experts to
1: which i said he's ill prepared right <laughs> but um i'm just color commentary so he
0: downloads us so he's not listening to us right now he downloads us he found us on a on a podcasting app which means all you folks out there have no excuse I I just felt like there was something
1: They don't don't bother to make excuses. like, we just don't listen to you. His, (laughs) It's not an excuse. I
0: asked him, I said, you know, who, you know, what is it that you like about the show? And he said two things that I thought were very important, right? First, he said, when y'all disagree, that's when the show is the best. Which I've been telling Hassan. I said, when we fight like a married couple, that's when the show is the best. So we will indeed be breaking down the Star Wars trailer later.
1: I vehemently disagree with you.
0: We will indeed... (laughs) Bring it to wherever it needs to go.
1: No. no. All right. Okay. Fine.
0: <laughs> Fine. And, and whatever comes of it, comes of
1: it. There's no way to win, because even if I deny that and say I'm not going to do that, I'm still disagreeing with you. This is
0: very true. Yeah. And that's when the show yeah. works. Yes. So and the show's Steve working right said, now. And then Steve said...
1: What did Steve say?
0: Everyone piles pointing to me. Everyone piles on you. Everyone, yeah. I always feel like you... I'm, I'm See, even I'm Ed Sam
1: doesn't quite agree with that.
0: I actually don't agree with it either, but... <laughs> but no, but I said, this is a son. I clearly delineated who we were.
1: Yeah, And he's, he like, he's t- like, no, well, he's that's like... That's what you look like.
0: He's like, y'all really do pile on
1: But he you. said, like, oh, there's the face. I get to put a face yes. with the name. yes. So I was like, oh, Even the people that listen. don't watch
0: us on camera know <laughs> that you are not on camera. No, I am not on camera. That will yeah. change soon, though. Well,
1: but also, your face is all over the, the advertising. Uh, this is true, actually. You so know, he knows when people sm- pile on me. Your smiling face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. so people know. <laughs> yeah. So
0: uh, this is my call to all our Facebook people. Do you agree with Steve that pretty much Sam and Hassan pile on me? Hmm. Um, or do you disagree? I agree 100. percent I of think you're course, all against of me. Of course. I think you're all against it me. It, it, it's it, it's not. I true. am the voice of reason. You're not. The I am the voice of, of Steve the fan. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you pile Steve on me. Steve
1: the fan is awesome. He should have his own voice. You so, should be his voice for him.
0: Yeah. So that was our first takeaway from New York Comic Con. That, that was That uh, was wonderful. Our second takeaway from New York Comic Con was uh, Buddy Scalera, Comic Book School. Buddy Scalera, yeah. We uh, we streamed live from the Comic Book School panel, that which will was be like up this week. It, 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 it will be. Will you actually get two episodes at one now technically it's not an episode we're going to call it a special right um right. but we got joe Rybant and warren simons and darren sanchez darren sanchez uh is an editor at marvel yes warren simon is the editor-in-chief at valiant right and joseph Rybant is an editor at dynamite yeah um and they so if you so,
1: want to know the inside track on all these uh these particular entities and how to break in to because, because
0: that's really what they, and focus they do on. talk
1: extensively about yeah. that and about like you know uh, a lot of a, a a lot of kind of sober, down to earth kind of yeah. conversation about oh, like, yeah. with the, the the realities of the industry and, yeah. and how it is to break in
0: That's and cool. absolutely go into depth. So we're not we 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 frame our show as a comic book movie podcast, even though obviously we talk about everything. And we we both have comic book experience. We're both writers. We're both illustrators um, in the industry. Right. Uh, this is a great like how to break in. Um, even if you don't want to break in. Even if you're just curious in general on good networking.
1: Everybody's got a cousin somewhere who wants to break in.
0: Like, good networking. (laughs) You know, like, like, so, again, look for the New York Comic Con special. We got... um, Joe Rybant from Dynamite. We got Warren Simons from Valiant. Darren Sanchez. Sanchez in the custom comics department, Old which we're going to talk about in a second. Goes,
1: goes, we go way back. And he on the show. Yes.
0: Let me tell you right now, two out of the three have been on the show, and Joe Rybant's like, I'm down. Let's do this. Oh, there you so go. We're gonna so we're going to bring him on like, as well, too. He's not going
1: to be an outlier for long.
0: No, not. So big thanks to Buddy Scalera. Go to comicbookschool.com. Go sign up for his newsletter. He does a great panel. Do we're actually, Buddy you. and I are talking about doing a panel at the New, Jer- New Jersey Comic oh, Expo. Oh, really? Yeah. Really?
1: The two of yeah. you talking? Hmm. I'm sure you can get Sounds into that show. Sounds
0: nice. I'm sure you can get into That's that show. That's cozy,
1: yeah. the two of you having conversations about what to I'm gonna do. I'm going to be announcing a
0: new co-host very uh-huh. soon. Yeah. <laughs> replacing yeah. my expert in the field. Yes, you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that door swings both ways, my friend. So
0: that was our own personal experience. Um, a big thing that I found, which we'll wait for our guest, Tom Hutchison, mm. uh, from Big Dog Inc. to t- kind of talk about, is the but lack of... talk about it with me? Um, you'll be in there too. You know I mean? The lack of comic book sales at the actual Comic Cons, and uh, I saw Joe Mulvey actually just joined our our Facebook feed. So I'd love to hear. I have would love to hear what he says years about without, that
1: without really getting deeply into this because I know sure. you just said you're planning the conversation later. I have heard for for years, for 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 over a decade. Sure. For however. Uh, NYCC is about a decade old. It's a little over a decade. Old, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I have heard for years it's a it's a it's not a great selling show.
0: No, 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 no. Okay. No, I vehemently disagree. Well, I make more I, money at that show.
1: You do, but a lot of but, the but uh, but a lot of people complain to Reed. I Reed don't has, make money selling comics. Reed has. <sighs> Reed has, yeah. I'm here. You're parsing. I'm saying it's not a big selling show for comic books Done. which I would have said you needed to specify I was going to some expert <laughs> you enjoy doing the rest of the show <laughs> don't pile on me
0: <laughs> so bad I love Steve Steve is our new friend Steve is our new friend Steve is Steve's our, your new friend I know I yeah, know because he I takes know. your side I know hey, anyone who takes my side takes, is my friend
1: everybody takes your side no so everybody you, you've heard complaints though so to read yeah, nope. I've heard I've heard a bunch of uh, complaints in general. I've read articles that you yeah. know a lot of people don't unload a lot of merchandise there, uh, a lot of comic book related merchandise. Okay. There's when I I worked a couple of booths for friends over sure. the years, and the the prevailing question everybody asked when they came by the booth is, "What's for free." Sure. What's for free? What do you got for free?
0: Sure. Isn't that, any, isn't that every like big show? But
1: it's, it's more, more prominent is Isn't that the there. millennial generation, though, expecting things for free? A lot of, though, a lot of it is like parents walking their kids through there. Sure. So the parents let the kids take out uh, all these little tchotchkes uh-huh. off the uh-huh. – And then, so the parents feel like big shots because the they, sure. kids got a, a swelled bag when they sure. leave. Sure. the parents didn't end up spending a lot of money. Although that's mostly because they had to mortgage their house to get inside in the first place. Yeah. Because those chi- tickets are not cheap. No. It's not a cheap show. No. But there's not a lot of spending going on there. There's a lot of spectacles, a lot of video games, sure. a lot of great stuff. There's cars on the on the floor and and you know spaceships and stuff like that. Wonderful.
0: When it comes to comic book merchandise, the majority of people that
1: walk that floor yeah, but a lot don't of don't read comics. A lot of small press people complain that they don't are yeah. not unloading their their wares. You know, mm. I've had friends who've had small press booths and they've you know they, they, the the cost is negligible. Sure. Either they get a comp to table or they were able to at least make you know. Yeah. Um, a third to all of their money back. But they, they're, you know, they don't have great weekends.
0: Sure. Well, we'll continue that conversation because it, it's all about pivoting. And uh, we're going to talk about that with Tom Hutchison. But coming up next, ironically, the biggest drop of the weekend didn't happen over the didn't weekend. It actually happened during Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, when we come back.
1: Twenty-four hours a day. I love the emotional affairs. That's awesome.
0: I'm having an emotional affair with you. I have every emotional week. affairs
1: like, all the time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's. This like, is. The, I didn't think that was an actual insult to other people, but well, you're not. You're being. not cheating on somebody. Well, Stab. if you can do that emotionally, I'm cheating on you right now. This is because I'm thinking about someone else. You're thinking about yeah. Peter. No. Hi, Peter. Uh, Secrets of the Sun.
0: Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Give us a call, 877-480-4120, unless you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or iTunes or Spreaker or Stitcher or Google Play or SoundCloud, um, which we, we have a tremendous audience that downloads us, and we love you guys. We love everybody who listens. We love everybody that joins in the conversation. If you want to join the conversation, then you can call us up or, again, Check us out at uh, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Joel Mulvey, top money-making show for myself and for Comics Tribe, he said. And I don't disagree with that. So we were talking about New York Comic Con, whether or not um, it's a comic book show anymore, um, which is uh, kind of a stale topic. I'm not trying to get into that necessarily. But, Hassan, you were saying there are some complaints from retailers. Yeah. And, and I don't disagree with you because there was a guy across from us, um, and I was just saying this in the break, you know, he's selling his independent comic book. Those boots are about 1200 bucks $1, in small press. There ain't no way he made twelve hundred bucks back. None. And it's by himself. Maybe thousand bucks. Maybe yeah. it's a thousand for There's the kind of boots. There's
1: people booth. in Artist Alley also who, who don't pay nearly as much as the small. Artist Alley's guys. about
0: five fifty for a table. Yeah. And, and I'm just I'm actually guessing because it was five hundred the last time I was in Artist Alley. I'm a guessing it just got it went up due to inflation. Which is a lot
1: of money. Sure. Um, it didn't used to be that much money when it all started but of course sure. that's the way things go yeah but um you know and i know a lot of them they're not, they're not doing great you know you get some celebrities in there sure you get you get mm-hmm. uh like uh, walt simonson and a couple of these other guys and they of course they're always busy i don't know how much money they're making chris claremont's line
0: was like wide open on thursday like you could just walk right up to him really yeah well,
1: because thursday, no one knows though. who he is anymore but that's thursday uh, i'm yeah, yeah who fair. knows what it was a saturday
0: fair you know? enough Fair enough. I don't know actually, but I do know that Thursday it was just like you could just walk right up to him and just chat with him. But
1: well, how crowded was it on Thursday?
0: I, you know what? It was very good. Actually, sales wise, I did I did my best on Thursday and Friday than I did Saturday and Sunday. Everything Saturday was Saturday I think was off Saturdays to, are
1: spectacle days, man. You come in, you bloat, you breathe. Booming in, you start see... though. It was booming. And
0: then all of a sudden like two o'clock hit. And it wasn't just me, like we all we asked like everyone, they're like, Yeah, all of a sudden people stopped spending money at two o'clock. Like, two o'clock was the witching hour.
1: Really? Anyway. We're,
0: we're going we're gonna to get into that conversation a little bit more, too. we got Tom Hutchinson coming up. He's from Big Dog Inc. He's done it for years. Um, not self-publishing. He is a self-publisher, but he legitimately had his own company, have, has his own company. Um, he's kind of moving it over to a Kickstarter model now, too, so we're going to talk about his Kickstarter, um, but he's never shy of opinions either, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the bad day that Marvel had, too, because Marvel did not have a good day. Um, but Sam, you kind of started, you kind of kicked it off. You kind of asked us like, what were the big announcements at New York Comic-Con? And we're like, really wasn't many big announcements. In fact, it was the lack of announcements that were the big thing. And what was the biggest thing though to drop it was a new Star Wars, Last Jedi trailer. I'm going to preface this by saying, is it Ri- It's Ryan, right? Not Rian. It's Ryan, it's Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. That's why can't he just spell his name normal? He's jerks.
1: Maybe he thinks he's spelling it normally. Ryan
0: Johnson says, is it Johnston or Johnson? Oy. i know i'm really I'm, it's ryan johnson how come you haven't uh i don't know all right. i feel like if it's not jj abrams I don't know. so ryan johnson baby actually baby. tweeted if you want to come into the movie completely fresh don't watch this trailer
1: but which of course was a bait
0: but he also wrote in the same twitter post but it's so good Hmm. and it really is like it really is like we were we were actually talking about the last Jedi trailer how there was no buzz around it and it didn't show you anything and this was like mo- you know many months a ago teaser, right mean. that teaser I guess the teaser right well I mean it, it's still a it
1: was a teaser uh, is, it, is there a difference a between a
0: teaser and a trailer teasers are shorter oh uh, we're gonna tra- we're gonna do a new we're gonna do uh, trailer teaser trailer trash or truth
1: <laughs> if you can pronounce teaser, it we'll do it
0: teaser truth or <laughs> teaser trailer stop
1: st- stop Trailer, Stop. teaser. Do do yourself a favor. <laughs> I'll, come, I'll
0: come up with a witty thing. Now, nah, do yourself a favor. I came up with a really good game we're going to play with a guest. Oh, really? Not this. Not today's guest. not today. We're going do, to do a name yeah, that We're going to do a name that gonna tune. tune. We're going to do name I'm that not, tune. I'm not naming anything. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing we that. just got to wait for the right guest. Killing time. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: You're on to me. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I figured you out, man. How dare you. I figured
1: out how we get through these shows. End transmission. What was that... <laughs> kids in the hall skit, about every time the guy was a the guy was an alien uh, a double agent, yeah. and every time someone found out, he blew up the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into it, but that was one of you my just killed kids. time that did masterful, yeah, masterful. I'm way better at it than you are. So. We finally get
0: a look at this film now. We finally get a look at a little bit more. I, I, what, what's the most compelling moment for you out of this trailer that makes you want to see this? Now, you had a different take on it, but we don't have to necessarily go into that. I want to know, out of that trailer, what's the most compelling scene out of that where it made you think, huh, we're going to see something a little different than we haven't seen before?
1: Um, Something different?
0: By the way, spoiler alert! Anybody who hasn't seen the trailer,
1: yeah, see the This trailer. is your warning. See the trailer before you listen to this. I didn't didn't see anything really different.
0: No, but mm-hmm. you said like the aesthetics were were the aesthetic,
1: but, the, but like... I didn't say it was different. I said it was very reminiscent, and that's where the problem started. Yeah. So no no no, no that's no, not I'm different. Just,
0: but you said it it, it actually showed something it, different. It's
1: it 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 showed it it displayed. A high uh, sense of visual imagination, sure. The high aesthetic, um, high color palette, also. Sure. Which was uh, very nice. It was very unlike uh, the previous movie.
0: I'm gonna say that this movie, for me, blurred the line of good and evil. Whereas Star Wars movies tends to be now, with the exception of, I guess you could sit there and say Hayden Christensen and and Darth Vader, the journey of Darth Vader. Um, but even that is, you know, when he's Darth Vader, he's evil, right? I mean, there's no there's no cutting a, there's no yeah.
1: cutting the corners Up like until the last five minutes he was Darth Vader. He uh, was
0: right, right. He was essentially evil. Mm-hmm. And even in the first, um in the first of the new movies in The Force Awakens, I mean, Kylo Ren is essentially, you know, following in his grandfather's footsteps. He is following the evil path. Mm. But at the end of the trailer, it has Rey actually talking to Kylo or at least that's what we see could be I mean look this is trailer truth or trash whether or not it's true right whether it's truth or trash we don't know and she's like I need to understand this and she reaches out to Kylo Ren so in a sense if that's trailer truth versus trailer trash meaning it does not actually happen in the movie um, that's that's kind of blurring the lines a little bit right I mean is Kylo Ren an evil being an evil person um, and if so, then why is Ray reaching out to her, ra- Reaching out to him? Is it something that they're just on a level that no one's, no one else can understand, with the exception of Leia and Luke? Um, you know, is Ray then considered the good guy at that point? I mean, if you fall in bed with your enemy, are you the good guy? So one way or the other, Kylo Ren could still be bad. Uh, Ray then could then be perceived as someone who's who's drifting to a different, to a different
1: side. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna give you an opportunity to talk about this.
1: Oh, really? see yeah, how I did this? To, you want me to talk about that I I look, it's a trailer. It's five minutes long and a three hour almost a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. There's no way mm-hmm. that whatever you saw wasn't manufactured for you to see it for us to be having this conversation. that's a B I seriously doubt although. If I am wrong, yeah. I say it here, mm-hmm. I will admit I was wrong. I seriously doubt they're going to go for a le- for a level of storytelling that intricate. You think so? Mhm. Could it be Just though? as Captain Phasma? Yeah. Turn out to be a big nothing. Sure. Well, or Boba Fett sh- turned out to be a big nothing.
0: Captain or Phasma Darth Wall-
1: turned out to be a big nothing.
0: Has a larger role in this though, we'll
1: in see. the sense
0: that we actually see her fighting. We'll see. So that's good.
1: We'll see. We've we, we've got scenes. And well, there I are mean, all some some very compelling scenes. Yeah. It's all it's all a lot of stuff, and the visuals are are, are spectacular, yeah. which is nice. It seems like we're going to get a visually yeah uh, a broader uh film yeah with stuff that we haven't necessarily seen on a regular basis sure except for the walkers which we've seen what about those
0: like cat like creatures Did, I mean you know it's with the horns yeah, you know, whatever. and whatever I don't know what the, what's going on with stupid that stupid
1: creature they're gonna run by and you're gonna go oh there's one and then that's gonna be it it's not gonna it's not gonna be that deep
0: I thought you were gonna see Jon Snow next to it that's what I was thinking
1: well he he was there yeah he was there. <laughs> he was there
0: was he, was he trying to, like, uh, arrange for, like, the, the,
1: the last of the Jedis to help him? We all have to fight. He needs help with the, with the know, White Walkers, I man. He's, he's, we're going to have nothing unless you all he's come. Not gonna, he's not going to let a little thing like Franchise stop him right? from, <laughs> he's from like Winter like, is coming. <laughs> yeah. I need Why everyone's don't get help. I need. Why don't you this? Why want to fun? <laughs> I don't understand why you don't understand what I'm trying we, to make you understand. Are, we
0: have a terrible British accent. Like, collectively, we as a show... I
1: speak very good
0: English. That's not even... That's a Scottish accent. It's in fact not that Scottish. Is, You're a racist. Huh? You're a racist for that accent.
1: I speak in English. I didn't say I was speaking in an English accent. So I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: it was absolutely horrible yeah so you can go to hell alright before we go to, <laughs> before we go to commercial because um, we have about two minutes to go um, one movie we did see and I want to tie this into Star Wars though uh, one movie that came out this past weekend, uh, which we won't spend a lot of time on it because apparently the masses. Because we only have two minutes. Well, that's too. The masses didn't didn't really collectively spend a lot of time on. Was Blade Runner twenty forty nine? It did win the weekend, uh, but it was one of those weekends where like nothing else was kind of playing, and so it kind of won the weekend, but it was it was it, it disappointed at the same time. Um, it disappointed what the budget was like one fifty, and at the same time it. Um, you know, it didn't quite, it made like 30 million at the box office, so they're kind of sitting there saying like, you know, uh, you know what's going on with that kind of thing. Um, but one thing that it did, very interesting, and I thought was um, a very, it was very similar to the problem Force Awakens had, right? It had to bridge two movies that were 30 years apart into one, into one movie. Right? You basically had, and, and look, I'm, I'm showing it off, so if anybody's seen it, you got the Harrison Ford. I, I wore this intentionally, you see. Um, it basically had to take a movie that happened 30 years ago that focused on one character, introduce a new character, introduce a new story within the world of the story, but bridge the two together. Now, many people, and, and myself included, actually, I enjoyed Force Awakens, but I thought that the movie suffered when Han Solo made his reappearance because all of a sudden it stopped being a movie about Ray, it stopped being a movie about Finn um, it stopped being a movie about Poe and it became two movies it became like this bridge of two movies Blade Runner kind of did it a little differently though but I think it had the same issue do you think it pulled it off better? Yes and why though?
1: Um, I think it was an actual story there was an actual justification for it so
0: what do you what do you mean by that, though?
1: It it made sense that you know what there there was there's something that came after the end of Blade Runner, yeah, right? Because mm-hmm. Blade Runner's kind of a an open ended story, sure. No matter which ending you see, right? Yep. Because there are several. So this one, if you were curious of what happened to the characters after the fact, this is a you know this is a pretty substantial. Uh, and well-crafted continuation sure. of that particular story. Sure. Plus bringing you new information as to what the original story was about. So it adds, it adds to the, the material that came before it. Yeah. And it, it, it in, in and of itself was a pretty solid uh, story with a lot of information in it about its own world building.
0: I agree to an extent, mm-hmm. but I also think it, it became two movies no matter what. And I think that's something that we will discuss a little bit further on when we come back.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com.
0: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. That might have been the best thing you've ever said, period, (laughs) like on the show. I mean, we're not even talking about like, like your opinions, they're okay. Ah. Segway, boom, that's where the money's made, my man. You know
1: what? Now I'm going to end every sentence with boom. Boom, that's what I do. Exactly. Boom, 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 boom. All right, that's enough. That's old already. This show doesn't work when we agree.
0: Secrets of the Sire. Oh. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you love uh, and love to talk about, with the exception of Star Wars, which no one loves to talk about. That's not true. Everyone loves talking about it. It's very inflammatory. Everything about it is inflammatory. In flames. Keep moving. We were talking about Blade Runner um, having the elephant in the room of having to be able to bridge two stories. Um, I do agree with you, Hassan. I do think that it it did a better job than Force Awakens. Uh, However.
1: I didn't actually say the Force Awakens. I just said it did a good job in in bridging the gap.
0: But that's what I was saying, comparatively speaking, and you said it, it did a good job. I don't
1: believe you mentioned the Force Awakens. I did.
0: I absolutely mentioned it. In fact, I absolutely said that the difference between The Force Awakens... You
1: said that they're very similar because they had to to bridge. Correct. to, To bridge, but no one said any one was better than the other. You just did. You said they did it well. I think they did it well. I didn't say they did it well in so comparison a, to The Force Awakens. It, it did they- a hell of a lot better than yeah. The Force Awakens. Okay,
0: see that? So I, I'm not I'm not inferring anything out of you. Now we've said it. Okay.
1: <laughs> very, we didn't say that earlier. Very
0: semantical, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very semantical.
1: You got to be with people who would be circuitous with you.
0: My next guest... <laughs> Never holds back his opinion, which is very good, because apparently, according to Steve, when we all disagree, everybody wins. So his name is Tom Hutchison. He is the publisher of Big Dog Inc. Tom, welcome welcome aboard.
2: Hey, Mike. Thank you. How are you?
0: Very, very good. Um, I know Blade Runner is not on the list of things that, that really interest you, um, but what do you think about the idea of a movie being able to bridge you know, two movies into one, like a 30-year sequel?
2: I mean, I don't really mind that they're trying to do it. I, For me, it was just kind of, you know, and I don't know, maybe it was because I saw Blade Runner, the original, um, after the theaters. I mean, like, I probably saw it for the first time like 10 years ago. So yeah, I did too. Didn't, the, the hype for me was like, I don't, I don't get the hype. You know, it wasn't like a bad movie, but um, I just didn't, you know, latch onto it like other people did. So sure. that's really the only reason that I'm not really interested in the prequel, or the sequel rather, is I just... I have no connection to these characters at all. So um, I don't mind, you know, people coming back to their stuff and, and trying to, to do it uh, like, they're, like they have, but um, I don't know. It just, it was, a, it was a non-factor for me as soon as I heard it was even happening, despite the cast. I mean, I like Harrison, I like Gosling, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, Jared Leto. Um, I'm sure it's a great cast, and, and my entire Facebook feed is always like, oh, this is a great movie, it's a great movie. So apparently it's good, but that's about all I can tell you.
0: What do you think of the last Jedi trailer? Are you a big Star Wars guy?
2: Oh, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> considering, you know, Star Wars came out when I was like 6, the original one. Um I I it's, Star Wars has been part of my being for, you know, the entire my entire life essentially. So, um I I really like the trailer. I there's there's a lot of people who are kind of saying like, "Oh, you know what? I think they showed too much. I showed too much and I don't think they really showed too much. They showed a lot, but it was basically just visuals, you know? Um, there wasn't a whole lot of story in the trailer to me, mm-hmm. and what was there I think is very, very much bait and switch. There's a lot of stuff in there that and anybody that knows movies and how trailers are put together, sure. um, you know, the, you know that this stuff is not going to just lay out the way the trailer is yeah, laid it out. That's not, not stopping fandom a, B, 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 from and we're done. Um So basically, it just looks to me like it was a big. Uh, Big commercial for your toys, you know? This is how Kylo's ship is supposed to move, and this is how this is supposed to sound. I whatever. did look it's at cool his look ship. At. I mean, I'm, I'm totally amped for this, because I love Force Awakens, so uh, I, I'm more than ready for more Star Wars.
0: I did look at his ship, and I was pretty amped at how it was moving. I'm not going to lie.
1: And I'm not even a toy yeah, guy. It's, it's a tie cool. interceptor. <laughs> I know, but it was really cool. It was a square tie yeah. interceptor. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he's in a ship. He's shooting things. It's, re- it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, that
2: does cool. it for you. It's, huh? it's kind of weird looking. I mean... I'm. I'm not going to say it's some you know revolutionary. It looks like a tie interceptor cool that
1: someone stepped and, on. <laughs> and
2: now, now you know that when you have the toy and you're playing with it, now you know how it's supposed to move.
0: This is true, actually. Mm. This is true. Yeah. Mm. So I, I'm I'm a hundred percent down with that. <laughs> did we did we learn anything in that trailer though? I mean, look, the whole. Um, I agree with you. Yes, whether or not that's actually going to play out at the end. Uh, the scene with, with Kylo Ren and Ray, but there's got to be some sort. I mean, they couldn't be so blatant as to uh, what was that scene in uh, in the Simpsons when they do the radioactive man movie and they're like, we spliced together this movie with footage, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Fallout Boy, Jiminy Jiminy Dilliker is radioactive man, and then they like completely show a completely different scene. Like, that
1: has to be a scene in the movie. Think about it this way, though: that would have been the equivalent of of, of Vader saying, "I am your father," right. in the trailer. You know whatever big twist is not going to be in the trailer. Sure. It's right, not even exactly. going to be suggested exactly. in the trailer.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, it's still, I mean, it looks it looks pretty suggestive. suggestive and I would. It's
2: supposed oh, yeah, to. And, Sorry. Yeah, and, and we none of us can say that it's not going to happen that way, but just from the history of trailers and movies and Star Wars in general, yeah, you movies. generally don't get that in the trailer.
0: Wouldn't it be a first, though? Groundbreaking trailer. Maybe that's what
2: they're going for. (laughs) Groundbreaking trailer. Never Um, mind the movie, you've seen it.
0: So, I I wanted to save these kind of stories for you because uh, you've done the con circuit. So, we were talking about New York Comic Con. It's kind of the New York Comic Con aftermath and and the hangover and all that fun stuff. Uh, So, Marvel actually had three big stories take place, and all of them really weren't very good. First of all, on Thursday, they canceled the Punisher panel. Uh, basically because he's a gun-toting vigilante on a vengeance-fueled quest for justice, and, you know, we just had the mass shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, Right or or wrong? I mean, do you think that was a good idea?
2: I mean, I think it shows a little bit of uh, uh, of sensitivity to the situation. Maybe if it had been a week out or so, they they would have let it go, but because of the immediacy of it, I kind of get it. Um, But, uh, you know, at the same time, it's not like you're canceling the show sure so um you know maybe maybe you let it go and you just kind of have a moment of silence or something i don't i don't know how you play that really it's you're you're yeah. kind of in a bad situation so um you know i i think they did the best they could with with that part but i would have probably just said hey guys we're going to run this thing but we're going to pay a little homage to to vegas and, and have a little moment of silence for him or something and and then let the fans, you know, get what they want to get out of the, the panel. Sure, and they actually
0: replaced it with Joe Quesada interviewing Stan Lee. So, I mean, at least they, at least they gave so you something. Got something. Yeah, you, you, you gave something better for, for what you for what you missed out. The big one though was the retailer summit, though. Um, yeah. and, and apparently, yeah. and now you are you are a comic book shop. Uh, you know, uh, you're involved M-3. in comic book shops, so you you do you you are right in the thick of things. And apparently, Marvel got a lot of. Uh, yelling and screaming at the diversity movement. And not yeah. necessarily because of the diversity movement itself, but but the effect that it's actually having on these retailers. Um, a lot of them, two older retailers, started raising their voices, arguing about diversity and how it does not work. Um, now, Bleeding Cool was, was a little... Um, you know, they, they they said that there were certain terms being shouted around, um, but I looked at other websites yeah. and they did not verify that. So I don't know if it happened or not happened. Maybe it did, maybe oh, okay. it didn't. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it did or didn't. Right? I'm only gonna report what what I was reading. Um, sure. As a retailer, do you find that the replacing of, um, you know, the, the the more popular characters with, you know, people of color, women, um, you know, different uh, genders, different um, you know, orientations is is that having a negative effect on your per- personal sales, like this comic shop you work with?
2: Yeah, this this is really tough um, because there's there's so many layers to it, honestly. But um, I, I think that because and we've kind of talked about this before previously, but I I think that the when you have an agenda that you're kind of forcing on on your existing readers, mm-hmm. in most cases, we're hopefully. Um, where you say okay just as an example okay we're going to take uh um i don't know we're going to take the hulk and, and it's no longer bruce banner and now it's amadeus cho i think is his name mm-hmm. um and and it's not what you know and it's 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 not the white guy and now it's an asian guy or whatever he is. anytime you force that on a on a fan base an existing fan base you're going to get pushback sure um and and that's what's happening here and and it, it it's it, it it didn't happen overnight though. That's the interesting part. Like when they, for example, when they did Thor and they did Lady Thor, um, that was more or less kind of an accepted thing. But I think the story was more organic. It was kind of like they were writing the story to introduce her, take over the mantle, and so on and so forth. Um, but as they kept going, and and as mm-hmm. we now have Ironheart instead of Iron Man, as we now have, uh, oh god, I don't I don't even know all these things because honestly, I, I I've almost just sort of. You know, let them just go. I don't even pay attention because the fan base that was buying those characters has more or less stopped buying them. So the argument is hey, we're going to do this diversity stuff in whatever segment they want to do it in race or sex or whatever and we'll bring in new readers. Now, that may happen, but at the same time, you're alienating the readers that were already there. So let's say you bring in somebody who's going to read Hulk for the first time because he's an Asian dude. Well, you may just have lost the reader who was reading it because it was Bruce Banner. So you, it's a, it's a wash. You're not accomplishing anything. Sure. So while diversity makes sense, the fact is that diversity has always existed. It's always been in comics. I mean, I'm looking at posters in this room right now, and you've, you've got, you know, Russians with Colossus. You've got um, African Americans with Storm. You've got Thunderbird, the African American. You've got the Irish Banshee. It, you know, it's diversity has always existed, but for some reason, all of a sudden. There's this diversity push that changed what we knew um, from, these, from these leading characters, and, and that, is, that to me is always going to give you pushback, and I think we're seeing it really hard right now.
0: So you got a Kickstarter going on. I want to talk about Big Dog Inc. First of all, I always commend you on Big Dog Inc because uh, you—I mean, we met at World Los Angeles, which was now ten years ago. Dear God. Yeah. And uh, and you you had kind of said, "Hey, I like I like all the stuff you're doing with Sire, and I'd love to do it myself too." And I gave you like rough rudimentary points on what I did, um, and I take absolutely zero credit beyond that. Uh, and you ran with it, and um, you know, Big Dog Inc. was uh, was paired up with Aspen recently, and now you're kind of branching back off. What's going on with the company? And 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 I know you got a Kickstarter that has launched um, right now, actually, right?
2: L- launching, we're launching on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, you know, the Aspen partnership slash experiment that we tried, um, you know, we've we've kind of let it run its course this year. Uh, Frank and I talked about it earlier in the year, and and between. What they have coming next year with their 15th anniversary and what they have to do to focus on, you know, Fathom and Soulfire and mm-hmm. Fire and so on, and what I need to do with Big Dog Inc., it, they're going to be at odds with each other. Um, There's just too much going on. So Frank and I just decided, hey, you know what? We did what we did. Um, it was all cool. Um, uh, you know, let's let us just, you know, let's just let it be where it is. Let Aspen do its thing. Let BDI come back. And that's what we're doing. Um BDI started with Penny for your soul in two thousand and ten. It was our first book mm-hmm. and we sold out of it immediately. No one had heard of us or the book and we sold out of our I think three or four thousand copies instantly and went to a second print, which was great. That's great. So when when we uh when we decided to kind of bring BDI back as its own entity and let it stand on its own two feet, um we figured, hey, you know what, let's just start with where we started with seven years ago. Let's get Penny back into the mix. Um JB Neto, the series artist who's done every Issue of the book is coming back. Um, We've got a new colorist with Whitney Cook. But I'm writing it, and it's a a continuation of what we've been doing. And the the Kickstarter will launch on Saturday, and we're doing a big signing event down at Jesse James Comics in in Arizona Saturday and Sunday with seven artists from the team.
0: Very cool. Uh, Where can people find you online, and where can they find the Kickstarter?
2: Yeah, we're... um yeah we're on on facebook of course um big dog inc as a fan page tjh big dog inc on twitter critters daddy on instagram um the kickstarter will be uh we'll post the link with them with here because there's a preview link that just went live today so we'll get the link posted here Um, but you can search for it under penny for your soul you'll find it um and uh and that's what we're doing
0: tom thank you so much for joining us
2: of course man thank you
0: When we come back, we go spinning the racks to some more near-Comic-Con fantastical news.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat... alternative.com You ever seen, like, the old men at the Starbucks? Like, they have their little, like...
1: I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm a, I work you know, at you know, Starbucks. I'm a
0: man. It's fantastic. And, uh... <laughs> they just have these old men club,
1: and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> It's just, a creepy sausage dress <laughs> on on caffeine.
0: Secrets of the sun. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. I want to thank our guest, Tom Hutchison. Uh, Go check out Big Dog, Inc. Go check out Penny for Your Soul. I got the Kickstarter launching on Saturday. Uh, It's a really neat book. Uh, It takes place in Vegas. Uh, It is whether basically the, the... uh, armies of heaven and hell own a bunch of casinos out there and uh, kind of go at each other. Uh, is, as, is as quick a summary of the book as I possibly can. Very cool stuff. Um, so definitely check it out. I wrote the forward to their trade. So self-plug. Self-promotion. Uh, we do this every week. We go spinning the racks.
1: Spin the rack. Spin the racks. Spin the racks.
0: So there was actually a lot of fantastical pop culture news out there, but not really. Like, Sam, you were asking earlier, like, was there any Infinity War announcements? Was there any? Really wasn't. Like, near Comic Con. Hassan, to your point, I think um, it it, maybe wasn't to your point. I don't know what it was exactly. There was was a point where we were just kind of talking. There's a lot of merchandise to sell, essentially, but that's essentially what it's become, right? I, I think it's like people shop there now.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's like a warehouse. Yeah. It's like a, it's a geek warehouse. Yeah. Or, or like a mall.
0: It's yeah. More
1: like a shopping mall. Yeah,
0: and mall. that was the thing too. Like even, even for us, I mean, we've pivoted from doing like uh, the person, uh, James Massey, who's a writer. I mean, he's a writer, he's a graphic novelist. Um, he pivoted to just be doing mashup prints and he makes money.
1: You know, in all fairness, I don't remember a time, and that just might speak to or testify to how long I've been doing this or how, you know, how aware I was. I don't remember a time when people, like, actually did their own comic books and went to a show and mm-hmm. sold them successfully. I, I did. It. it was always, it always seemed to, well, everybody, every other creator I've ever, mm-hmm. it always seemed like a kind of, um, a kind of pyrrhic victory. Sure, like I got them here. You yeah. know, I did. I put them together. I printed them, and I got them here. I got them, I, and I, I, I'm showcasing them. So the five or six you sell, yeah, like, yeah, man. I actually unloaded a couple. Yeah, see, as opposed to like, okay, I came here and I made my nut back, and then that, you know, that 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 uh, you know that negated negated the cost. Sure, or nullified my expenses. Basically,
0: I'll, I'll say this: Joe Mulvey, who is a frequent watcher of our show, and and he was he's actually on the Facebook feed. Uh, Comics Tribe is 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 a group of people who go to shows and make money selling comics. Uh, Dirk Manning, too. Their which, own comic books? Yeah. Dirk Manning, who uh, we'll have on the show at is some that point.
1: A, is that a comics tribe? Is that like a company? Yeah. Like, but so they're, it's, a, it's
0: a But it's a company that's been built you know, through word of mouth, through yeah, grassroots it's marketing. Uh, it's a conglomerate more than an entity. I mean, it's Tyler James. Uh, Joel Mulvey has done a bunch of books through them. I think the two of them are the most... Significant. I know they have uh, some other folks who, who are kind of with them, but it's
1: why do you think that they sell in a lot of people? Don't like they? I
0: would sit there and say like there's another group that we've seen called Pronto Comics, and I don't know of them selling as much as like what a Comics Tribe does. Dirk Manning is an individual.
1: Why do you think Comics Tribe sells? And, and they and are others,
0: experts they? at grassroots marketing, so they build up the momentum before the show.
1: How would they do that?
0: Um, through email marketing, through social media marketing. Um, through retaining a fan base that they get at shows. So they they grow their fan base at shows.
1: So what do you think they do? Like, they have people sign a... a they sign the
0: newsletter list, but they also newsletter. get people excited about their stuff, too. I mean, they really... Oh,
1: though, that's, that's the... Isn't that the $99 million question?
0: I, I, think it's, I think it's a combination, right? So you said, like, who goes to a show and actually sells? I used to... I mean, the Sire... Was my bread and butter. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm saying it was my bread and butter, but people really responded to my enthusiasm. It's almost like Kickstarter, right? Like, Mm -hmm. people respond to Kickstarters because it's like, you know, they want to be on this journey with you. And I think the people that do it effectively at the shows, you know, have that spirit of, you know, come on this journey. Dirk Manning, like I said, uh, this guy is a, he is a six-figure Kickstarter Self proclaimed anyway, which I, but you can go see his Kickstarters and they do make they do make money. He's a self proclaimed six figure um Kickstarter accumulator. I mean, profit is different than what you make on a Kickstarter because you know for what you make on a Kickstarter versus what you have to pay in expenses, completely different. Um, but he does at least amass six figures worth of money a year doing Kickstarters, but he does it because he goes to like 12 shows. You know, he goes at least two shows a month. Yeah, Um, he's building up his fan base. He's introducing the work. But that's crazy. Like that's a
1: full time job. That
0: is his full time job.
1: Right. Well, that's that's a little bit of a different story than. How
0: is that a different story though?
1: We're not talking about like whether you can or can't. We're talking about whether people do or don't. Sure. Right. So if if you can't, if you have a full time day job, sure, and you can't basically quit the day job to chase conventions around so that you can build up a fan base. A lot of times you're not going to sell.
0: Well, that's but that's what separates the people that succeed and people that don't.
1: I mean, Big Dog Inc. Same thing. I mean, right. But that wasn't the nature of the conversation we were having. Well,
0: you're saying what? Why is it that some people sell comics?
1: I wanted to know exactly. You said that these these particular people sell. Yeah, they, they're the ones that sell. Yeah. So the differential right yeah. there is that they work full time. First of all, they're a full fledged entity.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, Dirk, so, Dirk Manning is is an individual.
1: Yeah, but he's got a brand. He's got a he's got an established
0: himself brand. is the brand. Yes.
1: Right, but the comic comics tribe is yeah. the brand. Yeah. And the comics fly under the brand name. Sure. So that proven brand, it's like Marvel. Yeah. You know, you it's you know to an extent it's a, it, it's an umbrella. Right, and then something else will have more uh, more credibility because it flies under this particular umbrella. Okay, versus like a guy with a mom and pop. No, Dirk
0: Manning's a mom. I mean, Dirk Manning is an individual then. Right,
1: but he's not comic strap,
0: huh? He's not comic strap. Dirk Manning. I was using two separate examples. Mm. I was giving an example of. So
1: he chases the the. He is the Dirk Manning brand. Yeah, but he's only selling his own stuff. Yeah. Okay. But he's doing it full time. He made he's the working leap. Working full time. Sure,
0: he made the leap at doing it. Yeah. Oh,
1: did he? Did he? Did he sell I, six figures before he made no. the leap? No. So then he made the leap, and then, and he, then he could dedicate it full time.
0: But but so he delivered. It wasn't like he was doing. Well, the, it's not like he, he. It's not like he, he was. He
1: more risk. It's not like he was making that money before he made the leap. Sure. Right. He, sure. You have to make the leap. Sure. In order to do it, not right. everybody can make that leap. Not everybody's Why? in the position to make that leap. He wasn't
0: financially in a position. He took a leap.
1: What is? What are the circumstances of his life that allowed him to ma- to make that leap?
0: I mean, he did start building up an audience before he made the leap.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, what are the circumstances? He's married. He's no. married. Has kids. No. There you go. So, so you're that's already different. You're describing everything that you could be doing. We're not talking about me. <laughs> Nor is that something I want to do. No, I understand. So, Keanu Reeves
0: did a uh, panel at New York Comic Con and was asked about the new Matrix movies. He said, I don't know anything about it.
1: Even though he's being advertised.
0: In the age of reboots, chances of we're getting get a Matrix, new Matrix movie. Uh,
1: that's 50-50. 50 right?
0: 50 I'm actually going to say 70-30. I think there's no reason we will not get it in the Matrix. Well, I'm sure movie. we'll
1: get another one, but I think... I'm not, gonna,
0: I'm not saying it's going to be good. We're not saying it's no, going to be good. No, it's not going
1: to be. It's going to be crap. But, um... Because it's too soon. Yeah. It's, too, it's way too soon for the Matrix, because the Matrix was not an under-received movie. But if you
0: think about it, it's been, what? It's been over over 10 years? It doesn't matter. Spider-Man I'm, got the
1: reboot. The, 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 the phenomenon of the Matrix, the, the residuals of the Matrix, sure. is still being felt. Yeah. We're still in the age of the you know the post matrix is sure. before the matrix is after the matrix mm-hmm. right? It's still very prominent in our in our visual storytelling. Sure. So now you're gonna not, there's gonna whoever's gonna come along and do another one is gonna be an inferior creator to whoever yeah. to, to those who brought it to us in the first place, the Wachowskis. Yeah. So there's no way that that does well. So I I do believe they will incorporate Canaries somehow to try to get them over the over the hump. The
0: Walking Dead to cross over with Fear of the Walking Dead. What did you ask me before the show started?
1: I asked if anyone is still watching The Walking Dead.
0: I still watch The Walking Dead.
1: Right, fear of the excellent.
0: Walking Dead is a little, you
1: know. You don't watch Fear of the Walking Dead? Ah, we, You know, it's
0: funny. Are they so, still in Georgia? Uh, no, no. they. Well, okay, they still film in Georgia. Um, but they call it Virginia now.
1: So they went, but where they, they in...
0: theoretically
1: trekked from Georgia to they Virginia. They were in Georgia, and then they went to Virginia. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you go someplace where there's no trees? Why no trees? So that you could see walkers coming 100 miles away, perhaps? There's fields. Because everybody who gets killed gets killed wandering into the woods. Well, that happens. That happens. Don't do that.
0: These are questions we will have to answer next week. Next week, we'll take a little breather from, from um, Star Wars. Except we won't because our guest next week is legendary frontman of the Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corrigan. He's going to talk about his new solo album, a potential Smashing Pumpkins reunion, and his take on the Marvel and Star Wars movie Madness. See you next week.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to
2: build your following welcome to our show follow Follow me friday Friday. with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're We're your digital digital connectors
0: connectors.
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey all you crazy listeners